recording button. Hit the streaming button. There we should be good. Hit the go live button. And we're live. I'd like to welcome those listening in on podcast land and to our friends on Facebook. As well as my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. So uh, also, we can't forget about those folks over on the YouTube as well. Oh yeah. Um, so big news today. Uh, unlike every day, uh, unlike you know all the other shows uh, where we're in separate spots, we're together in one place. Yeah. We're over on this camera here, Rich. So, yeah. Um, we are both in studio together. Um, kind of a look behind the scenes for you folks. Uh, Rich is on that side of the monitors. I'm here. Uh, this is the rest of my basement. Uh, so yeah. Um, so Rich, how you doing today? How are things? How was the drive up? Oh, you know, it was pretty. It was a pretty smooth drive up. No blowing snow. As uh, everything on the side of the roads. Uh, was all frozen over, so we had clear roads and um, made it up here just about the normal six hours. Nice. It usually takes us to drive up here. Nice. Um, so, Rich, uh, we got a big show. We do. Um, in that show, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to give our picks for the Super Bowl as well as uh, talk about the Hall of Fame of 2023 and the NFL Awards. What else are we talking about, Rich? Well, Mike, we'll be going into the NASCAR corner as we got to give you a recap of from the Clash at the Coliseum, as well as give you a little bit of a preview about the upcoming NASCAR season, which is just about a week away. As uh, we're going to be looking at uh, driver lineup changes, some rule modifications, as well as telling you how you can get signed up for our fantasy NASCAR group, which we'll talk about how to play the game next week. As well as we had some trades in the NBA as well. We got to kind of recap. and uh, But all that and more, Michael, what do we got to do first? We got to roll intro! Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich. So, as we've established, we're in the same town. We're in the same place. We're next to each other. We don't actually see each other directly. I can see your arm. You can kind of see my hand dude, if I do this. Anyway. Yeah, it's all because of that fancy, like, wall that you've kind of formed with your, like, your three-monitor setup. Hey, I use them all. I, I know you do it. Don't okay. blame you. Um, so, with all that happening, uh, Rich, before we get into anything, let's get into the poll question. This poll, week's poll question was Enter Sandman versus Cotton Odd Joe. Rich, where did you vote? Mike, I, I voted with uh, my pick for this wild card play-in matchup, which was Cotton Eye Joe. Um, but I just love seeing the videos of people 
getting up out of their seat, dancing in the aisles of this song. So I, I went with this because, in my opinion, I think that's more of a crowd interaction song than Enter the Sandman is. You know, my wife agrees with you on that song, um, but mostly it's because she's not a huge Metallica fan. Okay. I know, it's weird. I, being a big Metallica fan, uh, married a very non-Metallica fan. But, uh, we, but Enter Sandman had three votes to Kind of Joe's one, which is where I voted Enter Sandman wins. Moves on to the next round. Uh, thank you, Debbie Washburn and uh, Mikey O'Roderer for joining the poll question this week and sharing your opinions. All um, right. So this week's poll question, the two wild card play-in songs, are going to be Rock and Roll Part 2, better known as the Hey Song. Da-da-da-da-da. Hey. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Hey. Da-da-da-da. That's the one. And it's going to go up against uh, Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. Ah, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Sorry all for right. that. that was Just a preview terrible. because, you know, we, you know we, we can't put the official songs on the, on, the, uh, on the Facebook Live video or else we get shut down. So, By the way, did I tell you that we won our, when I challenged the, uh, the, the copyright strike on that? Oh, you did? Uh, I won the challenge and they reinstated the video. We don't get the whole video, so if you want to watch it on Facebook, the, up until we got kicked off uh, the week we, we had that, you can watch up to that point that we got kicked off, but Facebook doesn't have the full recording of it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, it was reviewed by the folks that have the copyright for hmm. uh, FIFA themselves. It was actually a copyright strike by FIFA. Gotcha. And so we ended up, uh, I, I challenged it. FIFA said I was accurate. So because of that, good job. Anyway. Right. So, Mike, we got the big game, the Super Bowl, coming up this Sunday. Now, Rich, Sunday. before anything, okay. we got to talk about the number one foods that people eat on Super Bowl Sunday. All right, Mike, you got more screens than I do, and I'm sure you looked it up. So give us those couple of foods, Mike. Uh, well, what is your favorite? You know, my, my favorite tends to be, I mean, I, I like a good pizza. A yep. good pizza. Yep. Um, so, but, but going with something that's finger foods, I mean, you can't go wrong with pizza rolls. Yeah, so I have the top ten list here. Okay. Um... Number one is meatballs. It's a little bit surprising. That if you eat it as a meatball sub, that can get kind of messy depending on how you eat the meatballs. I think they're just the regular meatballs that you stick a toothpick in and you go yum, yum, yum. Okay. Uh, so you have meatballs. Uh, number two is guacamole. Okay. Number three, chicken wings. That makes sense. Number four, chili. Yep, yep, yep. Number five is your subs and sandwiches. Number six, shrimp. Huh. Okay, I, like, I do like a good shrimp cocktail. Not, shrimp no, tartar, I, would have never, I never would have thought about that as shrimp a- Shrimp uh, gumbo. As something to, uh, to eat up while watching a big football game. My like uncle it. used to do it a lot, so, okay. you know. Uh, ribs. Gotcha. Uh, is number six. Seven. Number eight, pizza. Got it. Number nine, 
hamburgers. And number 10, popcorn. Ooh. The popcorn one seems a little weird, but... Well, I don't know. It's, to me, I think they're mixed. There's some mixes of like your what your what your main dish could be versus what a snack is during the game, right. like with popcorn and guacamole. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm like that seems. I've never thought of like just a big old bowl of guacamole being my entire meal for for the evening. Yeah, that's it, just something I put on my plate with something else. Yeah, it's with it's, some chips. It's weird to me that that's the way that it goes. But... So if you're gonna put popcorn on there, what what why didn't potato chips? Make, make chips, the list. Yeah, they're on there, but well, hot dogs. Where, where, I think I think chips were eleven or something. Okay. Surprise! Hot dogs, hot dogs or bratwursts uh, on there. Pigs in a blanket are twelve. Okay. So, so Mike, one of the reasons that I came up here not just to record the show with you and then turn around and drive six hours back home, um, was just to was to come on uh, and hang out with you and watch the Super Bowl. So, what are we having this weekend, Mike? We actually are doing. 20 pounds of smoked pulled pork. We'll get that started tonight uh, around 10 or 11 o'clock at night uh, and let it go until tomorrow mid-afternoon. We'll take it off, let it rest for a little bit, shred it up, put some sauce on it, and then we'll put it back, we'll put it in the crock pot and let it sit and simmer in that barbecue goodness. It'll be ready about uh, kickoff. Gotcha. Sounds great. So, Mike, speaking of the big game, yep, we got to make our picks. Last week, we because we we refrained from making those picks last yep. week. Yep, we did. So, Rich, I I know who I want to win. Okay. I kind of think it's different than who I think is going to win. And I can understand that. I think both teams are well evenly matched. You could see a high scoring game. But you also could see a low-scoring game. I, so, I just don't know what the so folks, what to make of this. If you're watching on Facebook uh, before the game starts, uh, and we can see when those comments come in, so I'm watching you, watching you. Uh, but if you're watching, uh, give us a comment. Boom, go down there, get the comment, say, "Hey, I think it's going to be this." Um, also. Uh, in the comments, um, you know, say hi. Um, if you say hi or give us a comment in there, uh, we'll put it on the Facebook. So, did you say who you think's gonna win? So, so for the official lunch bet, Rich, you have honors. So we are gonna let you pick first. Okay. I'm gonna pick, and then I'm gonna tell you. I might tell you who I want to win versus who I I pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They just seem like a they're a totally different team when Jalen Hurts is healthy. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is healthy, and when he's been in the lineup, they have looked just unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Totally different team. He's healthy, and um, for whatever reason, something that just popped up, I don't think it has anything to do with the game, but uh, interestingly enough, the player that wins the Most Valuable Player Award Always loses in the Super Bowl. Just never won a Super Bowl. That's about. I, I hope that changes. Um, my team I want to win is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's who I'm taking for our bet. Okay. Because you got to make the bet this year. Um, so you have honor. So you get the Eagles. So if the Eagles win, I owe you a lunch. 
at a to, to be determined time. If the mm-hmm. Chiefs win, you owe me a lunch at a later to be determined be determined time. Yes. So with that being said, uh, I want the I like the Chiefs are my AFC team. I say it every time the Chiefs are gonna be in the are in the playoffs or whether when they're in the Super Bowl. I try to always say how much I like them. But I really do think, and this is honest to goodness, I think that the uh, Eagles probably win. But I want the Chiefs. So so are you putting the Chiefs or the Eagles on your Yahoo fantasy on your fantasy pick'em? Rich, hey, that'll be a that'll be a game time decision. Okay. Um, I'm probably gonna pick the. I probably pick the Eagles. Yeah. Now, 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 by all means, neither of us have a chance to win, because uh, Revenge of the Lake Beast sealed it up with his picks that came correct off of the championship game weekend. So, congratulations to Revenge of the Lake Beast, or his real name, John. Yeah, for uh, winning our Yahoo Fantasy Yahoo Pick'em uh, challenge, we'll be bringing that back next year. And yep. uh, once um, once Yahoo opens that up for registration, we'll make sure to put that into the comments, into the show description, so you can join our group. By the way, it's not too late to join. You can still join our fantasy pick'em, our, our tournament pick'em. You can still pick the pro pick'em, and you can pick the Super Bowl. If you do that this week. You will get, uh, we will give you a shout out and you will automatically be sent an invite for next year's uh, fantasy pickup. Very true. Good point, Mike. So if you're thinking, if you think that it sounds like fun and you want to be a part of it anyway, join, make a pick for this week. It's, it's still in the show description. I didn't take it out. Um, so because of that, um, I, I would say, Join now. Let me let me make sure it's in here. Uh, uh, yeah, our pick'em is still in there, so you can still do that. If you do that, uh, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to join us and and watch all that stuff. And so next year you'll get it. It's not too late. No, you're not going to win the overall, but you might get you'll get a shout out for next week's show. So. If you would like to do that, come on and join us. And let us know. Okay. Sorry, Mike. So uh, when talking about my Super Bowl pick, I did allude that uh, who won the MVP, which was uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh-huh. getting, uh, looks like, 48 uh, first place votes, winning with a total of 490. Um, Jalen Hurts came in second. I think that maybe that vote, vote total and points total could have been a little bit closer if he hadn't been injured and missed three games. Maybe the Eagles go undefeated if he does, if he hadn't been injured, and uh, Josh Allen came in third. Now, Mike, the one person I'm kind of surprised to receive votes here, yeah, Justin Fields. Uh, he meant a lot to his team, but uh, but I don't know about if it was enough to be a MVP vote. And Mike, I'll let you I'll let you give. The other surprising person that got a vote for an MVP. Um, so, and I don't have his name. And I, I do. Okay. It's actually on there. Is it is. It, oh, uh, you did put it on there. Okay, let me get there. Danny uh, Clementon. I didn't bring that up yet. Yeah, Danny Clementon, the uh, 
He was the athletic trainer for the Buffalo Bills. Yep. That brought Damar Hamlin back to life on the field. Yeah. Life-saving CPR. He received one fifth-place position. Uh, So, apparently when you vote, you get... Your your votes are... uh, You get X number of points for first place... X number of points for second, X number of points for third, X number of points for fourth, and one play, one point for fifth. So I'm guessing it's one, two, three, four, five, uh, based on what I'm seeing here. Uh, one, two, three, four, and then five for each one of those spots. Uh, that's how you how many points you get. Each person that gets a vote, which it looks like maybe be might be 52 or 50. 50 writers? Probably. Uh, That's AP what it looks like. writers is what it looks like. Um, you get 50, 50 votes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There it is. It's 10, 10 for first, uh, 5 for second, 3 for third, 2 for for second, or for fourth, and 1 for fifth. It's right there on the, in the list. Um, so when you do that, uh, it... Uh, it kind of tells it like, and there's 50 voters. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got 490 points. The next closest person is Jalen Hurts, who got 193. Uh, Josh Allen got 151, uh, and Joe Burrow got 128. Uh, I do think uh, in fit, when you go down five in the league, I can understand, especially a fifth place vote for Justin Fields. I can get it. So, okay. So, other awards. We'll just give a quick rundown of the other awards. Uh, feel free to chime in if you want at the end if you want to talk about any of them, Mike. Yep. Um, Justin Jefferson of the hometown Vikings, where you're at, Mike, up here in up here in the Esterville area, is your offensive player of the year. Yep. Uh, defensive player of the year is Nick Bosa of the 49ers. The New York the New York Jets swept the Rookie of the Year honors as their picks: Sauce Gardner. And Garrett Wilson both take home the Rookie of the Year honors. And your Coach of the Year was Brian Dable. Brian Dable and the Comeback Player of the Year was Geno Smith. Okay, can somebody explain to me what Geno Smith came back from? You know what? I can understand that. What? He what was, did he, he was come... about? He, he was the backup quarterback. And had a Pro Bowl season, but I wouldn't. But yeah, I think you're right. Okay. He doesn't necessarily say he came back from anything. But he he wasn't injured. He wasn't. There wasn't anything for for which he did anything to be a comeback. He didn't come back from anything other than. I mean, it's about the equivalent of Michael Jordan winning the Comeback Player of the Year when he returned to basketball. What did he come back from? Playing baseball? Yeah, but the closest thing you can come back from that that you can constitute and justify a comeback was that it was his first full season as a starting quarterback since 2014. But he was in the game between 2014 and 2020. It isn't like he left the league. And he played as a starter because of an injured starter, if that makes sense. In that time, he yeah, was yeah, I think he got some spot starts there every once in a while. He got spot starts. Yeah, I, I don't know if it. I, I don't really know if it. If that, 
deserves a comeback player of the year award. No. But I've never really gotten the point of saying that uh, somebody that missed half of last year with an injury comes back, comes back, returns the form like everybody thought he would, and then they get comeback player of the year award when you were fully expecting them to have that type of season. Yeah, but what it is is what I, and I like. I actually like that type. I like when you're coming from a guy who had an injury, a season-ending injury. I think, and everybody agrees, the best one ever is uh, Alex Smith, right? Yeah, Alex Smith. Nearly having to have his leg cut off to being on the field and starting a game. Best comeback story that we've seen in our lifetime. But does that mean, like, and and no, we didn't have any of those big stories over the last year. That's a good thing. But uh, I think Comeback Player of the Year should be one of those AP awards that doesn't actually happen. Hmm. If there's nobody that came back from any real adversity, don't put, don't give it out. You know what? Who could have gotten Comeback Player of the Year award? Who? Damar Hamlin. I think he will next year. If he If he steps on the field next year... He definitely will next year. All right. And the final award, Mike, we had was the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which was given to Dak Prescott. Is that because he lives in Texas and didn't decide to rape a bunch of women? No. Oh, okay. No. I guess it's through his foundation, Faith, Fight, and Finish, which focuses on research into colon cancer. I mean, the other quarterback that lived in Texas at the time in the NFL uh, got shipped out because Mm -hmm. of stuff. I, why wasn't I mean with the same logic of Geno Smith? Why would Deshaun Watson not be the comeback player of the year? Because I probably would, wouldn't want that negative publicity. Of why he was away from the game for a full year? He was gone for a full year. Yep, he came back. He got a starting quarterback job, and he did well. He did well enough. He did well enough. I'm not saying he's great, but he did well enough. Especially considering the limited amount of time he was allowed to practice with the team, be a part of the team, before he actually had his start. I mean, maybe the only other player I can think of is Christian McCaffrey, maybe? Yeah! Christian McCaffrey came back, got hurt bad last year. Yeah. Got hurt pretty bad last year and I can totally go with that one. Okay. Um... So, enough said about that one. That's no big deal. Whatever. All right, Mike. Um, Did also you watch on, any of those, by the way? No, I didn't watch okay. the award show. Uh, the other thing that came out on the Thursday along with the award shows was the announcement of the Hall of Fame class Yeah. for this upcoming year. Mike, why don't you give us the rundown of who those candidates are going to be um, going into Canton? Trying to see if they have... Okay. Uh, Rondé Barber, a cornerback from Tampa Bay. Don... Coriel, uh, head coach of the St. Louis Cardinals and the San Diego Chargers. Chuck Holly, a linebacker for the Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys. Joe Klecko, defensive end and tech for the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. I think this one's slightly controversial. But Darrell Revis, New York Jets, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs. Ken Riley, cornerback, Bengals. 
Joe Thomas, tackle, Cleveland Browns. Zach Thomas, linebacker, Miami Dolphins, Dallas Cowboys. Damaris Ware, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, outside linebacker. All right, so Mike, you, you said this one's controversial. Well, why do you say Darnell Revis? Didn't wasn't he the one that shot himself? No. I thought he had some some issues at points in his career. Not that I know of. He was a very talkative, 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 confident guy out there. Don't don't bother throwing. But he he was a cornerback that could take one side of the field off off the play chart. Revis Island. So I get it. I like like the selection of uh, Zach Zach Thomas as well. Never got to play in a Super Bowl. Never got a championship. Uh, but great great inside. Great inside middle linebacker. Okay, I must be thinking somebody else. Who is the guy that shot himself? I think it was uh, like he, he played for the Chiefs. Like, like that was one thing that kind of rattled the Chiefs organization before Andy Reid took over. Is how somebody came to the came to the. No no no, 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 Different no, 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 I mean, it, this was like he was pulling a gun out of his pants and shot himself in the leg. No, I don't know who you're talking about. I thought it was not Donald off the top Revis, of my head, but enough NFL players are stupid idiots anyway. Anyway, we love I we do love the NFL and there are better. They, yeah. OK, let's get back into the show uh, where we're supposed to be. Um, Rich, anything jump out in that that Hall of Fame class that you think you want to talk about? Not really. I think everybody is pretty straightforward. Uh, I mean, this isn't a like the football, like uh, the baseball Hall of Fame, where there's that debate of well, what what team are they are they going to wear? Whose team's cap are they going to wear in Hall of Fame? Because with in the Hall of Fame, because the football they don't wear like a helmet that displays their 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 yeah. team name or anything. So, but um, yeah, so yeah, I think a it's a pretty pretty solid class. Pretty solid class. I think I don't. I don't see any reason why anybody shouldn't have gotten in from that class. So, okay. um, so Rich, do you see what's coming up next? Mike, it is a left turn. Yes, it is. And after that? It's another left turn. Because we want to go fast. As we head to the NASCAR corner, presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out on Fifth Avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs or at their eBay store. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay, Rich. So, last week we had the Clash at the Coliseum. How much did you watch? Um, I watched all of it, Mike. Nice. So, I, I didn't watch as much of the heat trials, I, the heat races as I was hoping to. I think I saw like the last the last chance qualifying race and then we made dinner, made some dinner, made my lunches for the upcoming week for work and then um just had some popcorn and watched the, uh, the the main event. So we did the we did kind of the opposite. We watched all of the heats and all of the last chance qualifier, mm-hmm. and we watched uh, maybe the first half of the uh, of the race, and then uh, they had the halftime show, and I was like, ah, we'll we'll get ready for bed, and I'll tuck you in and whatnot. And then I just decided not to go back and watch the rest of the race and got caught up on some YouTube channels that I watch. Gotcha. I mean, I, I thought it was an entertaining race. A lot of uh, 
Bubba Wallace ran pretty well until yeah. he got yeah. caught up in some lap traffic with too many too many cautions having to be thrown for various reasons, being on a really, really, really short track like the LA Coliseum. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Bubba Wallace's performance shows how good he could he's going to be this year. Yeah, Ryan, that team is stepping up. It's going to be great. Yeah, Ryan Pierce was another driver that looked pretty well. Yeah. That ran pretty well on the Coliseum turf as well. Yep. It's, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. All right. So your race winner, Mike, was Martin Truex Jr., a guy that didn't even win a race at all last year. Yeah. Which yeah. is odd for him. Uh, as far as our two picks, uh, Mike, my pick of Ross Chastain finished eighth. Your pick of Chase Elliott finished 21st. Yeah, didn't do too well, but that's okay. Um, nice thing about this, uh, Rich, this doesn't count as our as a actual points no for our pick on that you and i do against each other what it does count for is it gives you the right to pick first week one it does for the daytona 500 which is next weekend mike yeah and uh with that being uh next weekend you can join our fantasy nascar group we'll tell you how to play the game next week because we never know it seems like nascar changes up how they're going to play the game every single year so we don't want to tell you last year's how to play the game last year by last year's rules and then have to re-explain it next week. So we'll just wait and see what it looks like when you can officially uh, set your lineup for the Daytona 500 on Tuesday. Um, so I know that I've shared it on my Facebook page. It's, there's a link in the show description if you want to follow that link so that you can join us in Fantasy NASCAR and join along with uh, Mike, myself, Easer Ease and Dupo Twenty Four. Yeah, look for that uh, this weekend, or look for it now. You can join uh, if you've been in it. You automatically, automatically join. Um, if you're not, if you don't do something for the first few weeks, we will remove you. Uh, but uh, look for that. We'll both share that out again as uh, as the weeks go by. Okay, Rich. Uh, let's talk about some driver moves that have happened this this year. Um, as we will see many familiar faces in some different cars and some that seem slightly NASCAR sacrilegious, if you will. Okay, you might have to explain that one to me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the first one, that kind of like the more, more uh, biggest name player that changed places was uh, Kyle Busch going from Joe Gibbs Racing over to Richard Childress Racing as he takes over the number eight Chevrolet. And that's the one that is the most controversial. To me, feels the most sacrilegious. Huh, okay. Uh, number eight, Who? when you hear the number eight car, who do you think? I, I really didn't become an NASCAR fan until we really started doing this show about four or five years ago. So I, I really don't have like a set name that I think of when I see the number eight. Okay, so, so for anybody that is a NASCAR fan, the number eight is synonymous with Dale Earnhardt Jr. So to put Kyle Busch in that car, to me, feels slightly sacrilegious. Hmm. So Okay. okay. Um, but he's moving from the 18 car to the 8 car. The next person we have, we have Tyler Reddick, who's moving from the uh, number eight car in Richard Childress over to the number 45 
in uh, 2311 racing the Michael Jordan Denny Hamlin lineup. Yep, and uh, he'll take the place of Kurt Busch, who had the vacate, who has decided to step down from full-time racing. He was the previous driver of the 45 car. Yeah. Um, we also, so Ty Gibbs is moving from, uh, is moving up from the NASCAR Cup, or from the Xfinity Series to the Cup Series. Um, and he'll get um, Kyle Busch's old slot at Joe Gibbs Racing, but will race under with the number 54. Uh, and Joe Gibbs is temporarily retiring the number 18 car, which Kyle Busch piloted for many years. Um, next driver that really made the change place was Ryan Pierce. He's going to take over the number 41 car for Stuart Haas um, with uh, the previous driver, which was... Um, Cole Custer going back to the Xfinity series, but I don't think it. I don't think Cole Custer will be. Um, he should be back in NASCAR next year, as uh, Kevin Harvick has announced his retirement. So that'll lead somebody to go into uh, Harvick's old car, and of course Eric Armarola could retire as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, Jimmy Johnson, we were going to see come back to racing. Uh, he became a part of the Petty GMS. Johnson racing team mm-hmm. um, and became part owner there too. So look for for seven time to to make some make some big races. Mm-hmm. He's already announced that he is going to race in the uh, Chicago race on the road. That's right. I think you could see him in a couple other um, places as well. AJ Allmendinger gets a full time ride uh, with Colic Racing. He mainly was the a road course specialist and more more like the bigger events. Uh, where you could have extra entries uh, for Colic Racing. And Noah Gregerson is going to come up from the Xfinity Series and uh, pilot one of the Legacy Motorsports cars for uh, Richard Petty in the number 42. And Ty Dillon is moving from the number 42 uh, Legends Racing uh, team to the number 77 uh, Spire Motorsports Chevrolet. All right, and uh, and then we have Josh Billick is going to run the number 78 Live Fast Motorsports Chevrolet uh, in NASCAR. Part-time, uh, he apparently was in the Spire 77 part-time last year as well. And that's pretty much all the driver changes at the cup level. Um at the cup level, you there because being there was a plenty of uh, crew chief changes. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to get too far into list radio. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about some rule modifications that are going to be coming out this year. And uh, the first one, Mike, even though it was exciting to watch, what a way to end the race! The hail melon. Yeah. Is going to be considered a penalty. Yeah. If it happen, if somebody chooses to do that again. But in the it, but it's going to be turned as a violation deemed to compromise the safety of an event or otherwise pose a dangerous risk to the safety of the competitors, officials, spectators, or others, or others. Yeah, I I'm so, a little bummed with that one. I I think Ross did what needed to happen, and he did a great job. And he he didn't he didn't cause anybody else harm. He didn't do any damage. He didn't do anything to his 
to to anybody else it was risky it worked now could it have turned out so terribly bad that it could have hurt somebody 100% it could have but that's sometimes part of racing you got to do what you got to do to advance and I don't think I don't believe we talked about it at the time when we were recapping that race that that's probably not going to be a move that you're going to see every single week on those short tracks. No. If somebody's trying to win a race or finish in the top five or something for to get uh, place points, you're you're probably only going to see that type of maneuver in a winner go home situation like Chastain was in at the final lap of the race. Yeah, yeah, but, and and on top of it, part of the way that that works, I mean, part of what part of what we saw there was it was one of those situations where he had to advance to get so many points. He did what he had to do. That's where it's going to happen. But, Rich, if you... Let's say you're bump drafting mm-hmm. in at Daytona. That's a normal thing. It happens all the time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. If you do that, and, uh, and you're... If you bump draft somebody, you can cause somebody to get out of sorts, and by getting them out of sorts, you can cause them to to get into a massive wreck and hurt somebody, send the car flying. Mm-hmm. So does that mean we have to outlaw bump drafting? Using the logic that they're using for the Hail Melon, I think you, you could make an argument. If you're going to take away the Hail Melon, you might as well take away bump drafting. Except bump drafting is how you race at Daytona. That's how you do it. It's the only way to do it. Otherwise, basically, the way that it works is you get to, like, if you do that, as you bump, it, like, it keeps you sucked up to the guy behind you. You stay locked in in a tandem, and you do that for about, there's like 8 to 10 to 12 cars doing that. If you let out of the throttle because of the way that their throttle bodies work, you actually then lose speed and you lose because the whole thing with Daytona is you have to keep your your engine revving higher so you can keep that speed if you let off to not hit somebody you're going to you're going to lose the ability you're going to slow down mm-hmm. and going to slow the guy behind you by the way if you do that the guy behind you might hit you and cause you to wreck it doesn't work yeah, so, I, it's dumb. I yeah. I don't like it, and I I also don't like the thing with the hill melon because they've said that it, it'll be handled on a case by case basis. So this could all come down to a judgment call, as well. If there's no clear thing to say, how all right, how did this violate safety, compromise safety rules? And I have a problem with that. NASCAR tends to be one of the one of the few sports that doesn't have real judgment calls in the sport. And now we're going to put a judgment call in? I don't like it. Yeah. Other rule changes you're going to see is that the road courses, there will be no more stage stoppages. Okay. It's all going to be a continuous race. They're still going to give stage points. There just will never, there just will not be a green checkered flag to stop the race. Well, not necessarily stop the race, but give people time to go to the pits and then regain their starting positions. It will be a continuous race. That's only going to be at the cup level. 
And the choose rule for determining the restart order will be expended for the 23 season, which will include the super speedway and the dirt track events. Previously, it was done. It was not implemented at the Bristol Dirt Race and the Super Speedways. Okay. And I guess NASCAR officials adjusted the damaged vehicle policy, establishing a seven-minute repair clock for work performed on pit road, as was the case last year. No specialized repair tools are allowed. And I guess they might be changing the rules, the penalties for pit crews when uh, encroaching on other pit stalls when coming into service may result in stalls will be highlighted with new orange markings instead of whatever they were previously. Okay. So watch for those changes to take effect when you watch your NASCAR. So so there's white Races. lines. Basically, there's white lines that determine where the pit stalls are. And it's sometimes hard to see, and especially in a NASCAR, in a car as you're coming mm -hmm. out, because uh, the wall is white, the, the lines are white, so it's kind of hard to see where the delineation is so maybe I, I think that last one is more about uh if you if you enter so by technicality you're only supposed to be in that in that between the like any of your tires can only be inside that line where there are other where there's like where the pit work happens um two spots ahead of where you're at gotcha all right so next week's nascar corner We'll tell you how to play Fantasy NASCAR, give you our picks for the Daytona 500, as well as our preseason cup championship pick. I don't think that's a pick. I think that's a guess, right? Oh, yeah, you're pretty much. Yeah, for both of them, really. Yeah. For a championship pick and who's going to win the Daytona 500, because yeah. very rarely, because you know the track always wins. Yep. It's just who, which driver survives. Which, by the way, Rich, I am going to change the rule for next week, our, for our ruling for the way this works. You can either, you, it's basically a coin toss. You can either choose to receive or defer for till the following week, if that makes sense. Uh, well, I'll, Do you want to be e odd weeks or even weeks is going to be how you'll you'll make that determination. And we'll let that happen. Okay. 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 Let's head. Uh, let's head over to the NBA as yeah. we had some big news happen. The first Huge we kind of, pre kind of previewed it last week. LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the all-time NBA scoring champion. Does this change the fact that he's the greatest of all time? Or not the greatest of all time? Well, Mike, let, let me ask you this, Mike. Yep. Did you ever consider Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Karim Malone the greatest players of all time in the NBA? I considered them in the top five. Because that's where Kareem and Kareem and... Because Kareem and Karl Malone were used to be one and two in the NBA. By the way, you know who number three was? No, I don't off the top of my head. Kobe. Michael was number four. Yet nobody ever talks about Kobe, the mailman, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in the conversation for greatest of all time. It always yeah. centers around LeBron and Michael. Yeah. Le LeBron and Michael Jordan. Um, so for me, I don't. It really doesn't change it. Even if he plays three more years because he wants to play with his son. Yep. And he adds that point total. Now, by all means, will that record be broken? Probably not. With not the for a while. Not for a long time. I did, actually. I'm going to. I'm going to say. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree because uh, LeBron started even in the era of having uh, more than. He started in an era where the three wasn't the king. Yeah, but he also had the advantage 
of getting able to start at age 18 right out of high school. He did. These guys, future picks, unless they change the rules again, they don't have that. So they, they're automatic. Some people are losing out on a year of NBA experience because they had to go to college for By the way, a year. If you wanna, if you're gonna make that argument, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar missed four years. He went to four yeah. years of college, and then went into the NBA. Mm. If you're making the argument that that LeBron came in a year earlier than any of the other guys, Kareem came in three years, yeah. four years after LeBron, three years after everybody else. Yeah. Plus, LeBron James has really been. He's been lucky to be healthy throughout his entire career. It's not luck. It is not luck. He takes extreme care. He has an extreme, like, he has a Winnebago that travels the country and is at almost every stop that they go to that has a cryo chamber, has his recovery vehicle is what it is. And he gets in that thing and spends a day basically recovering. Unless they have back-to-backs. Then he spends like six hours in there. He does that to get better. To prevent himself from getting hurt. The game's also changed so that... And this is my bigger argument. uh, The game has changed in a way that... There's more time for rest and recovery. As they don't play back-to-backs. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to more argue... As the rules have changed to make contact less of a thing, I think that's the nice way yep. of putting it. So, yeah. Um, on top of that, the trade deadline happened this week. We had some monster trades. Yep, we're not going to review all of them. We're just going to hit three of them, really. Yeah. Um, the Lakers kind of redo their backcourt as they end the Russell Westbrook experiment that... Uh, uh, that uh, LeBron James, the GM, just said we gotta have, gotta have Russ Westbrook. Let's get him in here. Yep. Didn't necessarily work out. D'Angelo Russell is gonna come back to the Lakers. Yep. In By the way, didn't didn't GM LeBron trade him away because he didn't want him to play with these young guys? I don't know if that. I don't know if um, if uh, D'Angelo Russell was one of those G, one of the young guys that uh that uh, GM LeBron traded away. He might have been. I'm not. I'm not positive on it. Uh, coming back in return will be Malik Beasley, Jared Van Bleet. Uh, also, part of the deal going out will be uh, Mike Conley going from Minnesota. Um, yeah, going Minnesota to Utah. No, though the Wolves get Mike Conley, Nicole Alexander Walker. Never heard of him. And uh, Russell Westbrook will go to Utah. Although it's rumored that he's going to be bought out, so he'll be back on the free agent market. Two other stars that changed hands. Kyrie Irving going to the Mavericks uh, for Spencer Dinwiddie. And... Uh, wasn't there picks, too? Yeah, some picks. No, they, I don't know if they got picks. I don't think it was... It wasn't Darren a, Finley-Smith at an unprotected 29 first-round pick, a 27 second-round pick, and a 29 second-round pick swap. Yeah. Those picks will be on the Mavericks' own. And, but the big name to go through was probably future Hall of Famer Kevin Durant. Yeah. Going out to the Valley of the Sun, going out to the Phoenix. Yep. Uh, with Mikel Bridges, Cameron Jordan, four, count them, four first-round draft picks. Yep. Going over to Brooklyn along with Jay Crowder. Yeah. He was then flipped for more draft picks. 
I think that's a, an amazing trade. I think it's a good trade. Uh, look for the su- so the West was already the weaker di- the the weaker side uh, or the weaker division. Look for that to change now that you have both K- KD and Kevin uh, Kyrie Irving in the West. That's going to mess things up royally. Um, so yeah, uh, Rich, uh, have you watched any basketball in the last five years? No, not not really. Okay, I mean not an NBA. You've watched some uh, March Madness, obviously, yeah. right? But uh, I have watched four full com- complete games this year and like three or four uh, partial games. Uh, I'm getting back into it. I miss. It, it's been nice to watch. Uh, nice. I think the thing that I like about basketball, mm-hmm. they football seems so big, such a big game that it seems unattainable. Like for me, uh, you go to a game. The closest you're going to be is almost. A football field away where I'm gonna sit to where the action is is almost gonna be a football field away whether it's up or out I'm gonna be a long ways away from it when you watch it the game is so big that it takes huge amounts of camera coverage in the NBA they can cover the game you can cover an NBA game with like one camera and you wouldn't miss anything really it is fast-paced, but it's small enough. It's tight enough. It's fun to watch. I forgot how good it is. I'm getting back into basketball. All right, I might try and watch some games on uh, on Mondays. I'm going to have Monday okay. nights free um, to myself here. Coming up here probably within the next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, so anything else in NBA news before we hit our quick hits and wrap the show up? Nope. All right, Mike, so quick hits. Uh, the Atlantic Division wins the All-Star Game 3-on-3 tournament Yep. between the divisions. Did you watch any of the hockey action? No, I didn't even realize it was happening. Yeah, um, I watched a little bit of um, of the Atlantic versus Central Division game a little bit before we uh, um, had to go off and do something else later in the afternoon. Um, that was the only thing that I watched. And the NFC defeated the AFC 35-33 in the NFL Pro Bowl which featured a flag football game. Who cares? Yeah, I, I did that. Like, by the way, um, Rich, give me the name again. Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett hurt himself in the Pro Bowl. We can't have the Pro Bowl's too dangerous. We got to stop. People got hurt at the Pro Bowl. We made it a flag football game, and it's too dangerous. Give me a yeah, I, I, it sounds to me like the I didn't read the article, but I think the headline grabber was that it, it seemed to be that the players enjoyed the flag football experience. So I don't think it's going to go away. And and it, at the same time, the NFL is not going to turn down a way to get money. So as long as the Pro Bowl is profitable for them, they're going to keep rolling it out there. You, maybe you see it just be aired on ESPN and not ESPN ABC. But if anything, it's something. It's something to keep the NFL in the news between the end of the conference championships rolling into the Super Bowl. So you don't have a an empty Sunday of programming. And Mike, why don't you go ahead and detail the last thing that we have on our quick hits. Uh, this one is huge. Uh, the UConn women's basketball game team won, lost back-to-back games. 
What? Why is that such a big deal? You're looking at me like, why Why are we covering a team losing back-to-back games? How is that such a big deal? Here's why. It was 1,083 games ago that they lost back-to-back games. Rich, how many of those 1,083 games, by the way, mm-hmm. that's 20, or that's 30 years, three decades where they have not lost back-to-back games. Hmm. Three full decades. Wow. By the way, when we say this, uh, how many games of those 1,083 games, how many games do you think they've won? It's got to be at least 90% of those games. UConn women's basketball is really good. They have won 1,008 of those games. Mm. Less than 70 games. Or right around 70 games. 70, 70, uh, 75 games. They've lost 75 games in 1,083 games. Mm. That's huge. Uh, yeah, so UConn lo- loses for the... Two games back to back. They have a losing streak. By the way, they won the next game for the first time in thirty years, and beyond just first time in thirty years. Like that, just that's nuts. The next team to do it, it's only been like a hundred and seventy games. Ooh. A tenth of what the Yukon women's girls have done. How crazy is that? Pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, Mike. So that's this week's show. Do we have any comment or reaction shout-outs to give before we give our own shout-outs? We do not. No shout-outs or, or comment reactions. If you want to get one, make sure to leave that on the Facebook Live feed while yep. we're recording. We'll make sure to give you a shout-out. And if we catch the comment in time... We might even add your opinion into the conversation. Yeah. If it's relevant and if also if we catch it in time. And if it's appropriate. Yeah, and appropriate. That's true. All right, um, Mike. So um, do we have any shout outs this week? I don't, but I have news. Go, go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll give my shout out. I guess I got to give a shout out to uh, Uncle Daniel. Probably never listened to this show, even though it exists. But, you know, it's still it was, uh, his birthday this past oh, week. Nice. Happy, happy birthday, bro. Um, All right. So I know I don't know if I can wear these shirts uh, anymore. Well, your wife still works at the school, though. I know, and my kids will go to the school. But uh, I, 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 we hadn't fully announced it, but I got a new job. Yesterday was my last day at my old job. Monday I start at a at a uh, opponent at, at a rivals uh, school. So are you going to need to get one of those house divided flags? No, I'm, we're, I'm <laughs> going to still support the Esterville Midgets. But I'm going over to the Okaboji Pioneers. Nice. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, Rich, people are watching us on Facebook, but they want to listen to us as they drive six hours across Iowa because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, how should they do that? You know, like, look up Balls and Sticks, the podcast, wherever you find your other favorite podcasts. Um, I always find, I, I, I easily found us on Apple, 
on uh, Apple Podcasts. But uh, I yeah. found it's easy on Spotify and on Amazon. I believe I found it on Amazon. Yeah, but uh, you can also find us on uh, Google, iHeartRadio, and probably any other platform where you can pull pod- download your podcast from. Mike, if they're listening to us out in podcast land, they want to see the video feed of us, but they don't really like Facebook. Where else can they find us? You can find us on YouTube. Uh, and look for Rich and I dressed up in tuxes, acting like we're playing baseball. That's kind of our logo. So Yeah. And uh, also make sure that if, uh, if you're okay with Facebook, look us up on the Facebook. Uh, make sure to follow our page, either Fans of Balls and Sticks or Balls and Sticks, so you can get notified when our episodes go live and when we post our weekly poll yeah, question. If you want to participate in the poll question, uh, go ahead and uh, go over there. Rich, we've done the show. We've done the shout-outs. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. told people how to listen. What do I need to do now? Mike, why don't you go ahead and roll that outro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.